And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. I'm so excited. I'm so you excited. Look amazing. Oh my God. Well, first of all, thank you. I'm so excited you're coming all the way from Vancouver. And I think that I talk about on this podcast more than anything how obsessed I am with Vancouver and it's my favorite city ever. And that I just, I feel like all of my college memories, even though I didn't go to college, but I feel like I lived right. my college years there. And yeah. it's just the best restaurants and my friend just had a baby there. And like, I, I just, I love it. I love it there. I'm so excited for you to be like living this new journey of, you know, yeah. however long it is. Is it so tough to be traveling? I mean, I guess that's a weird question to ask you. Is it tough to be traveling because that's our job as actors? Right. But I think it's different because you've now been traveling so much because of your partner. And like you now have Brad who travels all over the place because he's right. being recruited for hockey all all over. Is it? Yeah, playing hockey. It must be weird for you, right? Because it's not like you're going for your job. It's a different. Which is what we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's wild and weird, but it's also, I think, such a shift in our relationship in a, in the best way yeah. when you have a baby together. Right. It's just, I mean, I fell more in love with him. It's, you know, you're, you're parenting with someone. It's also new for me. He has a little girl from, uh, who's six from his first marriage. And right. so he knew a lot more, but being like learning and learning from him and being a mom is, it's a whole new chapter. So traveling with him because of hockey has been fine because I want to be with him with Bowie. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Um, at the time, before we had Bowie, I'd go see him, but I was okay with a couple weeks off. Right. Living in LA and then seeing him on the weekends. But now I'm like, no, we want to come to your games. I want to cook dinner. I want to, you know. It's a family. Yeah. It's a total family yes. affair. And I think it's really exciting. I, you know, there's a part of me that almost wishes that Sturgis was like some sort of like hockey <laughs> player or not even a hockey player, but I mean, just to travel because I think it's really cool. I think it's super important as a child to, to be exposed to different environments. And I think that it's really special that she's being able to experience different places at such a young age. And like, she, she may not remember, but like she'll remember. Do you know what I mean? I do think there's something like with it. Yeah. Like she's not going to remember that I had her in Nashville and that she lived in my trailer on the Fox lot for the first six months. Right, right. <laughs> breastfeeding in between <laughs> scenes. Like she's not, when she sees video, she's going to be like, what? You're wild mom. Also you are an and alien. And you look like an alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think there's something and I should probably like find out what like the term would actually be. But I do think growing like with her personality because she is around different people more right. you know eating at restaurants and she's on planes and she's around people all the time yep um so I do think that affects how she interacts with people whereas like oh, 100%. some kids who aren't around kids as much may be a little bit more shy and there's nothing wrong either way no this is no. just her life and this is all she knows I mean like we just got here and you, you get the sound machine and I yeah yep. do her Disney lullabies before we go to bed this routine Cute. and our bath together and all the things and everyone's like how does she how is she sleeping in Vancouver because this is the fourth place she's lived wow and she's not she's 15 months this week wow. and I'm like you know what I just really stick to the routine I always have the same like smells going yep but she's a real trooper and yeah as much as like you said she won't remember I do think this is kind of shaping the 
kind of little girl she's going to be, which is like, well, yeah. And I think she's going to be very, you know, outgoing and being comfortable around, not around strangers, but around humans and being able to be like Mm -hmm. a, a little adult. I think that that was very much, I can relate to that where my parents traveled so much. Like my, my, parents were both in technology so they were not athletes by any means it wasn't like a cool like <laughs> cool job but but we traveled so much you know we were flying back and forth places all over the t- all over we were in new york we would go to florida then we would go to london then we would go to right. italy and but that shaped you somehow even if you don't remember those flights and those people totally. because you had to adapt to something whether it was be- sitting close to next next to someone on a flight right. or Being around people with accents, it wasn't shocking to you when you heard that. It was not, I was never scared of strangers. And I think it would make me like such a precocious child too. And I wanted to learn more. And as an adult now, that's why I'm so curious to meet so many different people from different backgrounds and from all over the world, because it's, it's what I always It was a part of you. It was a part of me. So it's going to be really cool for you, I think, as a mom to be able to see these things through her eyes too and especially from an outsider point of view because it's not you that's now bringing the traveling like you know that traveling (laughs) life around town I mean I have to say I think that the best picture is going to be for her is literally you dressed as an alien though oh my god Um, this is breastfeeding her oh my god this (laughs) is when you were on Orville right like this is when you were doing this was it did she ever get scared looking at you? Like, I, mo- I don't like, know are you my like, mom? <laughs> it's, we were always all guessing in the makeup room, like, what is she going to think when she first sees this? So, little backstory for anyone listening. Basically, I started dating Brad. We were kind of in a long-term relationship right. for the majority of our oh, first yeah. two years because he was playing hockey and I was working in L.A. It didn't feel like a long distance, even though it was. Right. Anyways, I would go and see him. Then hockey got shut down because of the pandemic. The world was shutting down, but this was in the very beginning. So we didn't know like what was to come. Right. Then all of a sudden I'm like, do you think like production's going to get shut down? He's like, Jessica, are you not watching and reading (laughs) the news and seeing what's going on? (laughs) Yes. Do you think the Orville, because it's pretend to be in space, like you're not being touched by this. This is not good. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I knew once the NBA went down, I knew everything was going down after that. That was like... (laughs) Yeah, that was a big moment where I'm like, oh, this is like, I knew it wasn't a joke, but like, you got to remember this, this will never happen in our lifetime again. I hope not. Everything that will we'll be prepared next time, I think a little more than we were this time. Yeah, but even if when you, when I asked like my grandparents, I'm like, has anything remotely close to this happened in your lifetime? And they're like, not even a little bit. So this was like, no matter what was going on when we would see it on the news, it was still like, wait, what? And then you go to Target and there'd be no toilet paper and (gasps) the shelves were empty. That to me was like, I'm like, oh my God, this is like out of a movie. It was wild. Anyways, they shut down production and Brad's like, come to Arizona. So it was before like airports weren't, I actually think I drove. Anyways, I get there. And it was the beginning where no one knew what to do, but no one could be around each other and everyone had to stay home. So we were obviously having a lot of sex. Oops. (laughs) And I got pregnant. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I was like, wait. This happens? How am I going to go back to a show though? Right. Pregnant. I was like, in my mind, I thought I I would always get pregnant. Yeah. Well, go figure. I get pregnant. It was like March or April when we found out. April or maybe even May. It was after Cinco de Mayo, I feel like, because I remember thinking, like, seeing something on the TV. Anyways, 
We were still shut down. I went through a full pregnancy. They went back <gasps> to work in January. I had her January 11th. They let me have three ma- three months of maternity leave, or which is crazy. Which Canada, is crazy. I mean, yeah. meeting moms here in Canada, they have 18 months, three months. So by April, I was back in space, <laughs> an alien having her in my trailer and doing all the things. But I was never, it was very, that first six months was a whirlwind to me. And then on the weekends, trying to get to Nashville so Brad could see Bowie. But right. it was wild. And you just go with it. What was it like for you? I mean, it's so interesting. I'm trying to think if I've interviewed a mom yet that had a baby during COVID. But I don't think, I mean, I know moms that did. Definitely, I had a lot of friends that, you know, suddenly got pregnant. But it was that weird thing. Because I, as an actor, I think that people don't really understand the planning that goes involved of, okay, if I'm going to have a baby... Let's say I'm on a show, right? Like you were like on the Orville. Okay, when is the hiatus? And then when is the most important part where I'm going to show the most? That would be the third trimester. So I want to make sure that during my third trimester, that's when we're on a hiatus. Like there's all these things. And I Mm -hmm. think for me not being on a show right now, but still auditioning, I kept it a total secret from from everybody. Yeah. For- but by the way, also, you're you glowing, to- but you always have this, like, great glow to you. Oh, you just are always, like, a shining it's little star. good lighting. But I Jessica. couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't tell at all when you did XOXO or when right, we were on the because I did your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't-, I couldn't tell. And most of the time, you can tell in women's face that they're pregnant. You can, it's usually, they have that little pregnant face. Yeah, you shoot from the boobs up and that definitely helped me like by far. But it was so wild because I was like, when do I tell people? Because if I get a job and it's this weird like, it's it's like tiptoeing on eggs. Like you don't know when your life should really start, right? And then you're like, oh, we're in our 30s. Like if you're going to have a baby, like you should kind of think about having a baby now. Like this is the time. So it's pretty beautiful and special that you were able to conceive, you know, Bowie and have this moment and also living in solitude just with Brad. What a special time, but also it must've been a really scary time. Yeah. You know what was wild about the thing? And I have to, I want to shine light on this because I have a friend that's trying really hard to get pregnant. So sometimes when I'm like, and then I did this, I'm like, okay, be a little sensitive because there's people that are listening. Everyone's different though. Anything. Yeah. Everyone's story yeah, is different. That's true. Yeah. And so, yes, and it's all, it is relative. But that being said, I, I just want anyone listening to know that I'm not sensitive to, to no, people that are trying. I'm not no, acting like, oh, whatever, sensitive. whatever. No, no. Um, but what is crazy is because I also had a great pregnancy where I wasn't sick. I didn't, I actually didn't know. That's why I, when I was figuring out after May, I was pregnant until I was like over eight weeks. All of a sudden, wow. I'm like, wait. You were like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I'm like, happened. wait, how can I be that far? Wow. So, anyways, the cool thing about getting pregnant at that time, right. I could, I wasn't on set for 15 hours in my first right. trimester. I wasn't, I didn't have to, you know, you couldn't go to, you couldn't even go to the gym. You, literally no. the world was shut down. So no. it was actually to be pregnant for me was the best time to be pregnant. Yep. Now I just met a mom at the park the other day who had the baby while the world shut down. And she <gasps> said it was so traumatizing that she wouldn't she doesn't know if she'll have another baby because she's like, I couldn't go to mommy and me classes. I couldn't have right. people come meet my baby. I <gasps> couldn't do any. There was so hard learning as wow. a mom when everything was shut down. And I was like, wow, I never thought about that. So it's no. like, 
she's like, how was it being pregnant? I'm like, Oh, I don't, to be honest, I hate after you're telling me something like that, it was all I did was sit at home and and eat and go on walks. No, but, 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 but it's true. And I think that yet, you know, everyone's experience is totally different. And I think also with COVID, everyone experienced COVID very differently. Like I, you know, you had a baby, but I know that so many people, you know, went through it and, and, kind of enjoyed the solitude of being alone or just enjoyed being with a partner. Some people had never been alone before and were like, oh my gosh, I'm like, you know, losing my marbles right now. You know, being able to, you know, be alone and sit with your own thoughts and be okay with it is really tough. And I think that a lot of people couldn't handle that. Um, So I, and and it's the same thing with the pregnancy. It's like a pregnancy is different for everyone. I mean, I, it's, I think the craziest thing for me right now is like a I've had such amazing people in my life like you being one of them of yeah. being able to share their experiences of of not like oh my path is exactly the same as yours but like inspirational like then you see like how beautiful right. Bowie is and how you know intelligent and like this like this this love and this bond and you're like oh my god I can't wait to have that you know what I mean that's so exciting yeah but oh, everyone is such so, a good mom oh but everyone's so you different are. you know what I mean and, totally. and, and even if we're in the same my friends and I are all with within a couple of weeks of each other, which is so weird because none of us planned it. But it's it's weird because we're all going through such different experiences. And I think I'm that sure. that's yeah. the light that I want to shine is there's so many incredible mom podcasts. There's so many incredible parent podcasts, you know, fertility podcasts. There's amazing mm-hmm. like resources that are out there. I'm just trying to share different stories because that's what right. mental health is. You know, mental health is 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 all about your own individual story and how yeah. you get through things. Yeah, I have this is actually what we were just talking something popped in my head I want to ask you. Yeah. I was you know how everyone was like after the baby right. it's a real right. thing and right. I, I was like very aware of that. Yeah. And was reading on it because I was a little nervous because then people you don't hear every little thing you yep. know like all of a sudden when that your baby te- is teething for the first time yeah you've heard teething yeah sure sure and you really hear him cry in the middle of the night you're like why didn't anyone tell me that this is how it is and right. listen we all have teeth we all went through it right the babies are going to be fine right but it is like a new thing yeah so I was all worried about after yeah so I'm like reading on it and then I'm thinking like for people that maybe have to be on med medication yep. their whole life and then get off to get pregnant, or maybe if that's what they're choosing. <sighs> and listen, this is all new to me. This is yeah. why I'm here and want to like talk to you no, about it. Of course. I was like w- called a friend who suffers from depression and she was pregnant at the time. And I'm like, well, are you worried about afterwards? Cause they say, you know, you get the baby blues and you get this. And she's right. like, I'm terrified because I'm depressed without any of that. Right, right. I don't need that to even make it worse. So, and I'm like, okay, let's talk it through. Yeah, so I said, let's talk and let's figure it out. And she's like, what made you call me? And I'm like, because we're both gonna have babies. Yeah. And this topic keeps coming up. And yeah. instead of shying away from it, let's just talk about it. Let's have the conversation. So her mental health thing was that she gets depressed. So she was very worried after having the baby, if she goes through the blues and the body changing. And let's be honest, when you come out of it, the emotions are so crazy because it's the best thing in the world that has ever happened to you. And fortunately, it was fine after, but I do think because I was shoved into working 15-hour days, I didn't even really have time to figure out my emotions. I was so extremely excited to have Bowie and so extremely, you know, 
busy at work that it and you we had to finish there was no it was our last there was no if ands or buts like that no it was like we just got to do this they gave me the three months and and I wanted to finish that work I wanted to complete the season it was a big part of my life for the last five years but I wanted to just ask you that is that like for someone with mental health scary how do you feel yeah and I'm not trying to make it a scary conversation I'm just asking stuff because I think people need to have this no I love that you're asking this because I talked about this this was one of the questions um when I did the, 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 the publication with, with people, one of the questions that I wanted, it wasn't even a question that I was asked. One of the things that I wanted to share that I felt was so important was, you know, the only resource that I was able to find in regards to specific bipolar disorder and being pregnant was on Reddit, which you hear like Reddit columns and everyone's like, oh my God, it's crazy conspiracy theories. And it's like QAnon and it's this and that. Well, when you looked up bipolar and pregnancy or whatever week I was in at the time, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm 14 weeks pregnant and I live with bipolar disorder and I'm pregnant. You would be like, where where are people writing about this? Where are people having the conversation? Right. They were having it on Reddit and it would be people sharing their stories being like, can someone help? Has anyone been through this before? And I wanted to share with with the magazine and with the people who were, were reading it that that's terrifying because there's a stigma behind Reddit um, of being like a really terrible, unsafe place. But I found it to be the only safe place where I was being heard and that I could find other people who were sharing their stories that understood. Right. And when I look up specifically postpartum depression and bipolar disorder, like the craziest, scariest things will come out. It'll be like, it's 99.9% sure that you're going to have postpartum depression. That's and like, what I mean. Post, it's like, yeah, what? When I was bringing up postpartum, that's that's what I was trying to say. All of a sudden people are sending you articles and they're like, just so you're not, I'm like, send me articles about my baby teething as well. Not just this one sure. thing. Because now I'm like terrified to go through the, you know, go through labor, terrified to be a mom for terrified. the first time. Excited, of course. And now I'm terrified that afterwards, the most exciting thing supposedly in my life uh, is going to cause the worst depression. Fall apart. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Cause me like the craziest anxiety pain. And I'm like, yeah. And I, part of me is like, okay, your body goes through the change. Your life is going through a huge change. So I I can understand that there's something, but I'm like, sure. But let's like have a conversation about it. No, and that's the thing. People don't have the conversation about it. And, you know, even one of my like really like closest girlfriends, I was sharing about how I talked about it in the magazine on, on, I wanted people to understand that postpartum depression, you know, is something that let's say it inevitably will hit me, right? We don't know where we're living in the past right now. You know what I mean? I haven't given birth yet. So let's say in this world, it's going to hit me. The best thing that I could possibly do is have resources and have doctors who are available on call um, Mm -hmm. to have the conversation with my partner, that being Sturgis right now, have the conversation with any family member. Like if this happens, I need you to call this doctor because I may not be conscious enough. And no, like if I don't relate to my baby and I don't love my baby, that's not a personal thing. It's something that my body's going through. And I had shared this over dinner with a friend of mine And, you know, she was like, I, you know, never had that 
I, I felt those feelings and I never shared that with anyone because I didn't know what to do. What do you mean? The feelings of what? Of like the feelings of, of postpartum depression, like postpartum. going through okay, depression. Like, okay. But, right, but right. she wasn't even able to identify that it was postpartum depression. Okay. She just was like, right, right. oh, I don't understand why it's happening at this point, but I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. And if you keep telling yourself you're fine, you're not going to be fine. But if you right, don't, that's what I think. Yeah, you know, and if you don't deal with mental health before, that's what's problem. You know, you don't know, you don't have the tools. Right, and you just need to know you're not alone. But I, because I was so right before, was reading all the things. I think I was so, um, and maybe this helped me a little bit, aware that it's a very possible high possibility that this could happen to me and I and Brad is in Nashville and I'm going to work for 15 hours and probably not going to sleep and listen every mom goes through whatever oh, journey course. that is in the beginning sure. I'm not saying I don't need a pat on the back because no. I was working no. there's a lot of working mothers no. but it was a new thing for me right. and I think because I kept telling myself okay this might happen and I'm aware of it and I need to not shove it under the rug I think that helped at moments that it was awareness. coming or going is the awareness of it. And that's what I think is very important that we're like talking about this now because you are, you go through where you're not sleeping and right. your body is f trying to feed, you know, your baby and you're trying to just and you're bleeding learn and, and things are gushing out of yes. you and you're like, what is, yes. what could else and you're come not out? <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot going on. And then, you know, you can, and, and, and just even when you don't get a lot of sleep, you, you can right. get emotional and stuff like that. So I think it's very important to just know that that's going to happen. And all the other stuff with kids, we learn and, and figure it out as we go, whatever apps we're reading, whatever totally. books we're reading. And you can do as much homework as you want. Every baby's different. You might have a baby that sleeps for 12 hours from jump. Really tried to do every book on sleep training and sleep this. And, it didn't and my work. baby's a good sleeper. Yeah. So yeah. No, and you I just can be think so that was prepared. a big thing that I was very happy that I did. Did because that that is something that it's like, as long as you know are aware of it, yeah, and you have resources and things like that. Totally, that, that's something that when you were pregnant and after and also like post pregnancy, was there any like specific resource or book or something that you kind of like swear by that really helped out, or maybe it even was just advice like from a family member or friends. Was there anything, or maybe it was just Brad because he'd experienced yeah, it. Yeah, I think it was a lot of friends and conversations. And Brad, yeah, there was. There was. I remember one time, and I again, I was had a pretty good experience after with Bowie and everything too. I mean, I, I ended up in a C section and. That recovery was a little bit like gnarly, but not that bad. They right. were just like, just don't go up and down stairs for a couple sure. weeks. I'm like, okay. But again, you're just your your emotions are all over because I'm you just want to look at your baby well, and, and your just like, I created so you high. and you're so right. cute. Exactly. Totally. Um, but I do think I remember one time vividly that I just started crying out of nowhere. Bowie was asleep. Mm. I don't I had I don't and and Brad was a champion. Like he's like, listen, it's okay. Cry it out. Let's cry it out. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I needed that. You know, sometimes you don't want someone to be like, it's going to be fine. You don't need to cry. No, tell me let to me do it. cry. Yeah, let me do it. Let me do it. Don't let me do my me. ugly cry. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't touch um, me. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. And, and it was weird. I'm like so happy that Bowie was healthy and we were good. But it's just, yeah, I had a major cry. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm crying. And he's like, it just cried out. I'm like, I love you and I'm going to. <laughs> no, I think that's really important. You know, I'm, I, um, 
I've been taking a couple courses in this thing called hypnobirthing. I don't know if you know what it is, but it's like, you know, great. Yeah, experience. no, tell me though. It's like, it's, it's been awesome. It's, it's not about like oh, whether you do the birth naturally or not naturally, but it's more about just like focusing on your breath work and, and, and there's affirmations and there's different types of hypnosis and your partner can put you in a state of hypnosis. And it's just kind of helped me a lot with, I find it, Sure, it's going to help me with the birth. Like, that's what the whole point is, and that's why people take right. it. But I actually have noticed that it's helping me more with my own mental health and my stability not being on medication. On, like, if I'm feeling very, like, antsy or, like, manicky or, like, stressed, I listen to the affirmations that are supposed to be for the baby, and it actually has been calming my nerves down and kind of setting oh me back God. to ground zero. It's been incredible. I, I, it's, it's like beautiful. It's not for everyone, I'm sure, but right. for me, like I would say to anyone who deals with depression or anxiety or stress or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, this would be something that could help be an help added you, yeah. bonus, you know, to it. But I think that I'm like, I'm like, what was my, what was my whole point of this? I was like, <laughs> this happens to me all Just the time. Different where stuff. I'm like, where no. I'm like, you know, going one direction. But I think that it's really important for us to, you know, talk about the things that have been helping out yes. in, with pregnancy and not being alone about it because it's been, you know, whether you, whether also, and I, I, you know, I'm talking about so much about the birth process because that's the state that I'm in right now. But I right, mean, right. this could be, this could go for anyone who is adopting or who maybe, you know, I don't know, doesn't want kids, but wants to be the support system for someone that is having kids. Like, I yeah. just think that it's important for us to share our conversations and our stories with one another. Yeah. Because it's the only way that you're really learning. And I think that there's some stigma behind pregnancy and to know that you're not alone and I don't understand why there was such a, a a quietness behind pregnancy and why everything's so secretive and then I watched the docuseries with uh, Amy Schumer called Expecting Amy that followed her pregnancy journey mm -hmm. and it's like crazy because she says she like says out of nowhere she's like you know I'm just really mad at society that women have acted like everything's great and it's awesome and like Woohoo! And I'm like, it's not. Like, why are we not sharing? You could have a great pregnancy, but you could have a baby that is like literally a nightmare and you're afraid to share yes. that. And that's what's funny too. Like you'll see on social media and it's all fun, cute pictures, which <laughs> is so cute and great. I remember one day and Bowie's, again, she really is a, she is a good baby. She's a yeah. baby. She teased, she cries. Yeah. She, you know, all the things. But for the most part, we got, we're very blessed. She's a good sleeper. She's, she, when she travels with us, she's been great. But I remember one day she, you know, she was crying. She was having a little bit of a fit and I went to go take a video of it. Yeah. Because I was, and not in the moment was I thinking, okay, when am I going to post this by any means? But I was going to take a video of it. And then I just didn't, cause she just needed to be held by me. Right. And like, right. that was it. So obviously I did that. And later that night I was talking to Brad and I was like, I wanted to take a video. Cause sometimes when all these moms just post cute laugh videos, that isn't always realistic. Even no. if it's 90% of the time, there's times they're crying and stuff. They're babies. She can't talk. The only way she can communicate it's is crying. by pointing and, yeah. and sometimes it's fine. <laughs> Even if it's the one, you know. And then you hand her the water or her milk, yeah. and then she stops. That's how she communicates sometimes. And and when I say this, I know I don't, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. She really is a great baby. We're yeah. very blessed. But I and then I went and I didn't end up having the video. But my point was later we we had a, a longer conversation about it, where I just said because society really makes it seem like 
it's just, you know, all like candy and sugar, yeah. like not candy it's and sugar, so but like sweet. rainbow and butterflies yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything so sweet. And it a lot is, but there is a lot of tough times and hard times right. and and it should be. It's our first time doing this and you we are responsible for someone to eat, shit, breathe. Yeah. Live. It's a so lot. It's of pressure. a lot. Yeah. Yes. So I just, I, I just that dawned on me when you were saying she said the society thing because I'm like, everyone just acts like everything is like great. That's why I think it's so good to have all these platforms to talk about it and talk about the postpartum and talk about medication that you may yeah. decide to get off of or get on. Like, there's just, and like you said, which is very important. It is everyone is different, but it, but you, you might like I'm learning something from you even going through your pregnancy right now. I'm learning from you, even though our situation was different. You know what I'm saying? So it's still good to pick up. And now I can share your story exactly. with a friend that might be going through it. No, totally. You know, what I was going to ask, what was it like for you taking on the role of, you know, I don't know if you would even call, like, I don't, I, I don't know. Do you call yourself the stepmother to his daughter? To Lexi? You, yes. Like, I mean, obviously that's what you are, but you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if it. Some people have have funny things where they're like, oh, I don't want her to associate me or him to associate me as like the second mom. You know what I mean? So I never know what they say. But what was that role like? He's such an amazing dad. And that was an like a big- amazing dad. He's, yeah. And yeah. I remember like when I met him, we met at Coachella and I remember thinking like, wait, you're at Coachella and he's like, well, we have joint custody. And then I got to, and I didn't mean that. You can still go to Coachella and be a parent. No, of course. Just but you were just like, this is The first wild. thing in my mind, yeah. I'm like, wait, you're a hockey player. You're at Coachella. You have a kid. And then I, I got to know him and I'm like, oh my God, he's like the best dad I've ever seen. Wow. And when he asked me about meeting Lexi, it was like such an honor. Mm. I was like, floor I was like oh my god and it took me a minute because I'm like that's a big deal for her for me for you of course so let's really like figure this out how we're gonna do this or what we want to do and it wasn't like we sat down one day after I did meet her and became a big part of her life and her mind did we say okay I'm gonna call you you're gonna call me your stepmom right, it wasn't like right, that it, right. I actually think it just kind of Came randomly naturally. happened where yeah it would be around kids kids would be like oh is that your stepmom and I remember one kid saying that and Lexi and I kind of looked at each other, both like little kids in like a candy shop, oh. like smiling, but like, but, but also like, wait, am I, is she, yeah, are I, you, I, wait, like what? And I had a conversation with Brad that night. I said, you know, kids her age are asking if I'm her stepmom. We both really, you know, we just kind of went with the conversation. I was going to sit down with a, a bunch of kids and explain my right. role in her life at right. the time. Right. But it did open up the conversation for Brad and I. And then mm. he's like, well, you, you are. So, yeah, it just kind of happened that way. So I, we do. I would say, like, if I call her school. Right. I would say it's Lexi's, you know, stepmom. But um, Was it hard for you since you, I mean, I know that you're someone, you know, like on a, on a side note, I mean, you have been so motherly to your siblings, like above and beyond. You're so motherly to all of your friends. Like you have, that comes natural to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does. Like it oh, really truly like does. It becomes, it becomes supernatural to you. But what did you ever feel like a pressure of like, I, I just, I can't imagine what it would, what it would be like. I, I feel like I would be so nervous yeah, the whole time. You know, it was, it was a mix of emotions. I was very nervous and excited to meet her. And then that's, the, you know, that was Brad's world right. when I met her. You know what I mean? That's his little right. girl. His It was yeah. his only child at that time. So it was a sense of like, I met her right away and cared for her so deeply because of what she means to Brad. Right. And then I got to know her and her personality and her sweet. She's just so she's sweet. She's the sweetest um, little girl. 
Yeah. And then, so then, yeah. And then I just like fell in love with her and there'd be times I'd joke. I'm like, I'm more in love with Lexi yeah. than you, Brad. Oh my God. I love her so much. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, our relationship just grew and now I've been with her, you know, for four years. I right. mean, she's, you know, she's going to be seven, right. more than half her life, which is crazy. Um, and then she's just been amazing, amazing to Bowie. I will be honest. I was, I was a bit nervous, right? You know, with that, all of that that comes with that. That's because that's a new dynamic. Is, you know, we're a mixed family, and I come from a mixed family. But it's yeah. a new baby, and you know, I was, you know, never wanted Lexi when she went to her mom's and came back. Felt like, you know, that Any she, you know, isn't anything, included yeah. in everything we right. do. Yeah, I just wanted her to always feel like she's with us all the time, even when she's not. You know what I mean? Like right. in the sense of like when she comes, it wasn't like she was absent, I, and that was all new. And I was trying to read books on being a step parent because. There's a fine line of like how you do that too to make sure yeah. it you know you're being respectful to both of the parents and doing the best for Lexi, but also making sure that like my role is being respected. So there's like a lot of like layers there. Totally. Um, and again, I don't really know what's right. It's we're learning, but I have a really good relationship with her, and and her and Brad's relationship is so beautiful, and her relationship with her mom is great, and. And yeah, so that that's just mixed families there comes with, you know, there's there's layers to it. And and sometimes yeah. it can be and when I say complicated, I mean in the sense of doing the scheduling or the travel no, and things like that. No, of the basic stuff. No, 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 of course, of basic course. Basic stuff. Yeah. Of but course. then you know, and you just you always want to make sure that like it's always coming from a good loving place. You know, even when you're trying to just make sure everything yeah. is as good as it can be. And you're not trying <laughs> to replace her mother. You know no, what I mean? And I think no. that, that and gets I think really that's hard. Where, yeah, I think yes. that's where it's if a fine line. If that's anyone's trying to do that, I think that's going to be like walk uh, uphill battle. Yeah, it's that's that. it's exactly. It's a battle that you don't want to fight. And I, I just, I, I just am so in awe of, of all of that because I think that it's a really tough role Um to be able to figure out of where your place is, how you figure it out. But I think what right. also helps a lot it's is... It's also Brad is, is amazing. Like exactly. He, it's about the partner, incredible. how the partner is able mm -hmm. to handle, you know, both families. And I think it's also about just, you know, I, I think it also probably helped a lot that she was very young when you first, you know, got involved. Yeah, because I think yep. that maybe the dynamic would have been different. Like, I'm trying to think, like, if I was, like, 13 and then all of a sudden, like, yeah. my, like, dad I mean, I, met someone else. Six, 16. Yeah. Yeah, when my mom, re like, got. And has another Not kid. remarried, but met her. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, you, uh, uh, what? We got this, a new guy. And he's still my stepdad to this day, and I love him. But at, at 16, to tell me my dad's moving out and knew that I'm meeting a new man yeah it's like there's and and you know you're 16 and you, I'm going through all the emotions and you know and, and I think even coming from a di divorced family I think even if it's sometimes the right thing for the parents to do right I think as a kid because you always put your parents on a pedestal even if it, if like now when I look back I'm like you guys should have definitely gotten divorced it was better for, sure. for you guys and everyone in the long run but at the time you just think your parents are going to work it out and get through it no matter what. Yep. So when you are told that, for me at least, I was yeah. like, wait, what? What do you mean? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, so I know everyone is going to want to talk because we just talked about it too. I was really lucky to be a guest on your podcast, XOXO, um, with Jessica so Zor. Cute. It was so fun. We got to recap um, a really a sexy, naughty episode of Gossip Girl. The Dark Knight. What is it like for you to go back and... 
I can only imagine going back to a part of my life where it was so instrumental of like everything changed. Like not on the sense of just like, oh my God, that was kind of the show that that exposed you to be like a superstar and that got all the fandom. And it was, well, it was a huge show. I mean, like that was not just like a regular TV show. That was like the show that everyone was watching. That was a hot show. You know, that's what it was, you know, it is. What is it like going back, rewatching and experiencing like, are have there been any old emotions that have come up or like old feelings or, I mean, for sure, girl. All all the things. Like, I'm talking, like, I'll be like, oh, my God, I remember it was cold that day. Oh, my God, I remember, you know, Ed and I had just started dating after this episode. Oh, my God, I remember. Because that's the thing. Everyone dated everyone on that show. You know, rumors came out about this. <laughs> yeah. So it must be weird because you're, like, reliving, like... Uh, sometimes I'm sure which was traumatic events yeah at one one scene I'm like oh my gosh Chase and I were going to a Black Keys concert that night and that was such a fun night and we met you know a, a, my friend Emily who's now you know still in my life so there's certain things that trigger that where I just know from timing and right. then yeah different emotions or like oh my gosh I re- after this this is when you know we had to get security guards and this wow. is when paparazzi was standing outside of our places and this is when we couldn't walk around the city or literally like so yeah there's definitely the the walk down memory lane of the different feelings that is so wild right um and then there's a lot of the show that I haven't seen like I have not right. seen many of the episodes so when I'm watching it I'm like whoa that scene turned out amazing or like, whoa this, this person happened? looks so good Oh my god. Oh, yeah. What is the 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 thing that you learned the most would you say from your time on Gossip Girl or your time living in New York? You know, like what did you is that was that a time that you think you grew the most as a human or like right afterwards or I do. I do. I think for for me and everything that came with that show like being in your 20s living in New York is an experience in itself. In itself. Right. Sure. And then to experience the success of the show and falling in love in New York City for the first time and, you know, trying to keep some of your life private because people wanted to dig in so much. And then having to be able to turn your head when you did hear negative stuff because everyone wanted to say something, whether it was oh, nice or always. not so nice. and. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and we didn't have social media then, so I, I'm thankful for that in a sense. I don't think the show would have did what it did for the original show. Right, right. With social right. media, I think there was, like, something because it was about a blog and there wasn't bloggers that, right. like, right. made it really work. Right. I also don't know with our life how that would have been then. Like, right. I'm very glad we didn't have that. But so there was a lot of learning things in the sense of just this job and what that job did for us and travel and relationships and also just being a 20 or in our 20s. You take all of that away. When you're in your 20s, you're still growing the most. You, oh, my God. You also yeah. think you know a lot more and you really don't. You <laughs> like think there's you so know much everything. <laughs> no, and it's so funny because we talked about it on your podcast that the way that you and I met as we had met in um, this one night in Monte Carlo, um, <laughs> we got invited the to a thing. TV uh, festival in Monaco, yeah. and it was everyone came to represent basically their their TV their show. Shows. It was Glee, Vampire yeah, Diaries, Glee, Vampire Diaries, yeah, Gossip Girl, Chuck. We were talking about Zach Levi, Chuck. like was there gambling and having so much fun, and like I like <laughs> no joke was obsessed with him at that time. Um, I was like, oh my god, I love him. Um, that, uh, this is a story that I never shared there was a moment and I'm not going to say the actress but I'll tell you another time because she's on a show right now so and there's a 
part where I'm like, well, maybe I want to be on that show, so I'm not going to say anything. But I was like roadkill, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I we had landed in London. We were getting on a small like jumper plane, not a jumper plane, but a smaller plane to get to Monaco. And yeah, yeah. I had these high like Lady Gaga heels on. They weren't even heels. They were like these platform leopard top shop. In fact, they're oh in God. the picture, I think, of that uh, we posted yes. for your Gossip Girl say. picture. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was with uh, my best friend, Jenna, who you know and is one of your dearest friends, Love. too. And she was like, I can't believe you're wearing this on the plane. And I was like, this is a moment. We are going to the TV festival. We are landing in Monaco. Like, this is a This is actually when I do wear moment. them. This is when I wear them. So there was a slight <laughs> incline on the like the the like way you enter the plane. You know that that what is that mm-hmm. like hole they put you in before you get in? Like when you like board a plane. And I had a little rolly suitcase, and I was like number three seated, so I was you know one of the first on. So I'm walking, and she's like laughing at me in these heels. Well, I picked up so Jenna's much. Jenna's laughing at you, or this Jen, other no, actress? No, Jenna's laughing at me. Oh, Jenna. So okay. I picked I'm up. Like, that's no, she was dying. So I was picking up <laughs> so much, so much momentum going down this like ramp, and all of a sudden it oh was like, God. oh, wait, a little fast, a little fast, and then brr, brr, like this, and then I like go like this, and I crash, and I fell right on my ass, and like I was roadkill. Oh this woman literally looks down at me, was like repulsed that I had fallen in front of her. And she went around me and like kept walking and was not like, oh my oh God, my I'm God. so sorry. Can Are I you help okay? you up? Can I help you up? Nothing. So every time I see the ad for her commercial, I'm like, that fucking bitch. Like, Ugh. and Sturgis is like, you That's need to get so over this. This was gross. so long ago. <laughs> He's like, you really need to get over it. But it was that moment. Oh my God. So that's super funny. Obviously you're okay, so we can laugh <laughs> about it. Totally and if I was fun. Jen, I would have probably been laughing with her. But listen, I have I have to, like to admit something. I have those shoes as well. No. <laughs> and they're very hard to walk in. I, tr- I have tripped in those two or three times. Right. To the point where I stopped wearing them because I'm like, this yes. has got to be like, it was kind of like art wearing them because you kind of had to be obviously able yes. to balance. But the fact that we both busted our shit in those, real cute though. They were real cute. <laughs> and listen, it made a moment and I was feeling really great in Monte Carlo. But it was so fun because it was like a summer camp. Like speaking of like what a college experience was, like we literally had our like college spring break experience in Monte Carlo. And I remember like yes. we just had so much fun and it's where I met so many dear people in my life from this one thing but I think it was because we all bonded because we all had this experience of while we were on different shows and we were going we were all different people from different backgrounds and different lifestyles we were all experiencing the same and different career paths some people's it was their first show some it was their 10th some it was totally but we were all in it together of trying to you know, figure out like, what is going on? Like, what is this yeah. world that we're, we're in? Like, and I remember we're, there yeah. were, I was like, oh my God, are people going to be mad that they weren't invited to this when they were on the same show that I was? Like, I remember there right. was a whole it thing. it was a whole thing. And then yeah. there was a super insecurity with me because my show hadn't come out yet. We had just shot the pilot, but the pilot was long story short, released as like a mini series. And I was like, I'm not as famous as these Glee well, everyone kids. was like, so excited for it. People were very excited. But everyone for was it, so but, pumped for Caprica. But yeah, it yeah. hadn't hit yet. Like I feel like Glee or Gossip Girl. And I remember being like, oh my God, I wonder if my show's ever going to be like that. Like, and Vampire Diaries was like the biggest thing at the time. Like I yeah. remember people were stopping Nina on the street and like, 
the other <laughs> vampires they were I just yeah I just know her um and I and I just remember being like this is just so wild and so exciting but these were moments that mm-hmm. were so impactful in my life that I still yeah. talk about them and can remember them clearer than most like great memories that I I just remember the where we were eating what we were wearing going to that casino it's wild I actually have a really funny story oh my god please tell me so (laughs) there we my mom and I my mom was my guest oh that's right your mom mom came yeah (laughs) speaking of like family and kids (laughs) she came with and we went to have like an early dinner just her and I we kind of separated from the group for a second or maybe everyone was doing their thing and then we were meeting up later for drinks or whatever right well we sit and and at this little restaurant, you know, in Europe, their tables are so close to each other. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, this, you know, man and woman, they're sitting with a little girl. I didn't know the dynamic, if they were the parents or right. family or right. what was going on. But the guy says, hey, um, are you on a show called Gossip Girl? And I said, yeah. And he said, my friend's daughter is a big fan. Do you mind saying hi? He said, not at all. We say hi. We end up talking to this these three for a little bit. We'll cut to the the mom of the daughter invites us back to her house. Now, if I wasn't with my mom, I'm not sure I would have done this. No, but, but we also see. were in the richest country in the entire world, so I feel I like you would have done it. I wanted, like. I would have done it in a heartbeat. Yes, absolutely. I, like, <laughs> I want to see what this place looks like. My mom, my mom said, "Yeah," without even looking. She's like, "Yeah, we'll come," because my mom was like enamored with the way this city was, yeah, with the cars and the fashion and the people. Yeah, yeah. It's like insane, you guys. So, anyways, we get there. And I'm talking the sickest collection of art. It, this is place is five stories. It was one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Oh in Monaco, like insane. So anyways, we get to her room and she fully has like Gossip Girl posters and stuff. She really was like a true fan. Oh my gosh, how like, cute. Like pictures of like Chase and, and yes, everyone on the walls. It was wild. All of a sudden we go into the kitchen. I mean, into her bathroom, sorry. Yeah. And she has this huge pink painting of Hello Kitty. And you know, you We're and I always like Hello Kitty. Kitty. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, where did you, who did this? We look it up. It's super, super expensive. Like I wasn't going to spend the money on that. They knew where I lived in New York because we lived in this big building. It was actually a building Blake and I lived in. Uh And it took over so many square blocks. But he asked, I told him like what grocery store was there. And he's like, oh, do you live in this building? The guy. Yeah. Right. And I said, yeah. Well, all of a sudden, weeks later, I get home and my doorman's like, you got a package. They sent me the Hello Kitty painting that I had in in the loft in the Broadway that I still have here in Bowie's room, like in in Arizona. Like, it's insane. They ended up sending me that painting. And I was like, I couldn't even like think straight. They shipped it from there. I know exactly which painting painting you're talking about. That was from Monte Carlo. Yes, from like a random family that we went up. They never told me and just sent it. And they just knew he knew the building. He knew there was a doorman. He, he, so he just, he didn't even have to know what number I lived in. He, he just, just put my name, name on it. <gasps> yeah. Oh my. Isn't that wild? Oh my God. Did what he. What sweet, sweet people. Did you ever like get a name back where you could write They left them? a number and I did call them. I called them and then there was like a couple years where the little girl and I would text back and forth and oh, she was super sweet. She's probably like in college now. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> if they want to send more stuff, um, I'm not going to say where we live, but um, I, w- I could give a random P.O. box but, and we're always looking yeah. for free Hello Kitty <laughs> swag. I mean, that is an incredible, incredible. Incredible Isn't that story! Crazy? Oh my god! Yeah, the pics, the painting's really rad. I mean, it was like you know what's so insane. funny though. Hello Kitty, we're I mean, you and I are very obsessed with it. But an, I had a fan that gave me 
a hand painted. Now it was not by a famous artist. He made oh. it himself, but it was like the cutest thing ever. And it was like this blank Hello Kitty. And he had painted it to look like one of the Cylon like robot oh alien God. things that I played. And I'm like, God, people who are fans like really are the best in the entire world. I don't they think really there's are. anything better than that, you know? No. And it's sweet. And honestly, because of fans and people that like follow and support and do all that is the reason our shows are able to be successful and do oh, that. Like we I put mean, in the work and all that, but to have them support is like more than the cherry on top. It's, it's no, all it. honestly. And that's what I think. Like I'm, and I'm sure the same for you. Like when I have low days on set or if I'm not working or if I'm like, you know, I'm so close to getting a job and then I don't get it. And then you feel right all like depressed and you're like, what, what am mm -hmm. I doing? Like, am I supposed to be in this business? And you go through that existential crisis for a second. And then you have like one person that writes you something super nice about something that you did in your past. You're like, wow, like that. Well, even your story for someone? doing this podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, this podcast, I think, has honestly brought more help, like, help for me, like, on a selfish level than it has in any other aspect because it's given me But it's me touching so many people, too, Al, like, on a level. No, totally. It really and is. I get that, but, I, but the validation that I get knowing that I'm not alone, I think, in this experience mm -hmm. and that other people, no matter what your background is, no matter what your nationality, your sexuality, like, what your job is, like, we're all going through this. Like, we all feel alone at our life, you all, know? For sure. At some point, and, and the one thing too that someone was just saying, I was watching a video the other day, like it's okay not to be okay. okay. Totally, yeah. Like it, we don't have to live on this thing where it's gotta always be 100% all good. Honestly, that's the that's the kind of the fun journey in life. If yeah. you don't have these things where you learn and grow, then what are we doing? And if we don't help each other and tell our stories like that, then what are we doing? Then what's the whole point? You know point? what I mean? Yeah, What's I know. the point? I know, and that's how I feel, and that's why, you know, it's really fun for to have, you know, like you come on here because, yeah, we're friends, but it's also exciting for you to be, you know, open and honest and ask the questions to me, too, about, yeah. you know, mental health and you sharing your story about your friend, you know, who was so scared about postpartum. I mean, these are real things and real struggles yeah. that just need to get out. Yeah. And you know something when I did Don't Mind Mach Machen's podcast? Yes. Yes. About mental health. I, she was saying, what are some things in life that you do? Maybe that I, maybe I don't specifically have a diagnosis of something with mental health, but right. I've journaled since I was like seven and I just wanted You're to tell you. You're big on journals. Yeah. There's something very therapeutic to that. Even if it's one minute a day or five that you just sit down with kind of your thoughts and maybe sometimes nothing. I'm like, I don't know how I feel right now. Yeah. I just don't know. And I'll write that, but there's something that feels good about it. I also try, which you, you should maybe... I love that I do this and hopefully Bowie will one day. But when I found out I was pregnant, I started writing a little message to her each day in oh. the journal. And I went back the other day, what our world has gone through. Like I, I would talk about good stuff, crazy stuff, wild stuff from like, you know, George Floyd to right. our presidential election, to the right. world shutting down, to, you know, a show that I booked or to, you know, some right. other person in politics that got elected. So I, it's it varies, but... One day she'll be able that's to go so, through. No, but that's <laughs> so interesting because so I, I find I, I was not a journaler and I feel, if that's a word, I don't know if that's a word, but I'm not, it was not a journaler. Sure. That was not an occupation of mine. Um, but I found myself and I do still find myself writing down more, writing more than I ever have. And 
it, some of it's not like specific notes, like, but it's right. my thoughts and my feelings of what I'm going through because sometimes I'm scared to say it out loud. Like if it's a really bad day, it feels easier just to write it down and then I don't have to like look at it in the moment yeah. or I don't have to hear it. Or like what your goals are for that that week or that day or hey, I am going to choose to try to just, just get through Chill the out. day and, yeah. and smile. Or you know what? I am, I'm a little irritated that this situation went on with this person. So let me t talk about my feelings and do I approach them or do I not? And sometimes it's that and sometimes it is all like, oh my God, Bowie couldn't have been cuter. Oh my God, I'm like so pumped to go to Brad's game. Sometimes it's super simple. Sometimes it's very dramatic and crazy. And sometimes it's just all the time it feels good to just kind of say it so I think journaling is a, a good is a nice, release and I don't mean you have to sit and do 20 pages sometimes no. I do and sometimes it's paragraphs but I think that and I also have gotten really into meditating which I also think really? is just nice and I'm talking just like a 10 minute one a day right that's all you need or like 40 minutes I'm like there's not a no I like my 10 minutes I like the little breathing exercise I like her message at the end no and I'm telling you right now on days I don't do it I feel different I, I am telling and I you never thought I would say that no, meditation and breath work, I think, is the most important yes. thing that you could possibly do. I practice transcendental meditation, and I'm telling you, it was really hard when I first got pregnant because every time she would move, I would be like, oh, 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 boom, boom. You know what I mean? I'd be, like, all, like, concerned and, like, confused. I'd be like, what is happening, you know? But honestly, it's a game changer, and I feel just night and day when I when I do it or I don't do it. I, I'm so happy that you're practicing that. I think that's so important for your own stability. It's really great for your own stability. <laughs> for sure. I hear. Are you? Uh, do you hear the yeah. ambulance? Is that what you're like? That's why I I muted no, my mic because okay. I couldn't believe how loud that was. But I'm like, oh yeah, we're city living now. Vancouver living. Jessica, I'm gonna ask you my final question that I ask everyone on yes. the show. I loved being here. This was awesome. Oh, I loved you being mm. here. This is so much. <laughs> um, but. What is your emotional support? I'm going to say you these days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being for real, though. You've really opened my eyes and, and listening to some of your episodes and just how open you are and making people feel or understand yeah. that no one's alone. Everyone yeah. has a story. It doesn't have to be some, like, overly dramatic thing. Like, it's all okay. Listen, so much stuff is out there, like... Yeah. There's another thing that's, you know, like you're not alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my support, my, my emotional support, I would, I honestly think journaling helps a lot. Yeah. Um, I just think my family, I think having them to call and not like when you have friends and family where you don't feel judged or like you have to be a certain way or act a certain way or get this done a certain time. It's very freeing. It's very freeing to know, like, I don't have to prove shit to anybody and yeah. I'm okay and I'm good. And I think you get to a point sometimes in your life when, like, I'm just, I'm in a really good place. I'm very happy. And I think it's because of this emotional support I have. I think it's because I've come to terms with, like, this doesn't work for me, so I don't want that in my life. So I'm shifting this and I'm going to do that because that makes me feel good. Right. I, you know what I mean? You, you don't chase things that don't feel good. You don't put your time and energy into that. And and I, I think in your 20s, you're just like, we were all over the place running and yeah. doing things and changing. And I also just think having a baby and just getting older. Yeah, I just really like, I'm in a place where I'm just like happy to have the people like you in my life. And um, I'm very, very blessed that we're healthy. And, and yeah. um, I think it's really great. It, it, this podcast world is really opening my eyes and, and yeah. my heart to... Uh, being informed in things that maybe you normally wouldn't like maybe I normally wouldn't be listening to mental health to podcasts totally 
and and I love that I do because this helps me when I talk to a friend that has it. This also helps me with my own emotions with certain things. You don't have to have a diagnosis no. to have things you need to yeah. That you need to process. So, no, not at all. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, everyone, please listen to XOXO. Um, with oh my God. Jessica you're so Zora. sweet. It is so fun. <laughs> I had so much fun. I was listening to the episode today. Like, I finished it's half so of it good. and then I listened to the other half and I was like, this is so you're funny. Like, oh my God. Bitch, you <laughs> broke a rib. <laughs> It's true. He broke a rib. And if you want to know what we're talking about, you're going to have to listen to the podcast because he broke a rib and acted like nothing was wrong. Um, so- my God, because it's true. Um, oh, well, I man. love you. And thank you so much for I love coming you. on the show. Oh, my God. Of course. This was awesome. I definitely want to come back. Can't wait to see you. Bye.